time to buy in. You're listening to the Noble Capital Radio Hour. Let's start the hour. Welcome to this week's episode of the Noble Capital Radio Hour, where we explore income strategies for the modern financial landscape. I'm Sean Harris. To the left of me, He's the gray matter behind your financial matters, the man with the income plan, the soldier of fortune, Jess, louder, faster, harder, Hamill. I like the in there. No gray matter. Are you referring to my hair? What are, what are you talking about? <laughs> and <here>? your goatee, <laughs> too. My goatee? That's like white. <laughs> and to my right, he's not a new kid on the block, but he's fomenting the new financial revolution, the Earl of Newcastle, Jaden. A new hope, Newman. Good morning, gents. Good to be back here. Do you see a little theme developing in your intro there? I tried to fit in the word new, new anywhere new. I could. Okay. That's yeah. great. I like it. Yeah. All right, that works. Fantastic. Yeah. Kind of easy with him, Mr. Newcastle over there. That's right. <laughs> Gentlemen, welcome to the airwaves. How are we doing? Yeah, it's early. It's early on a Sunday, earlier than, than usual for me. I, uh, I, I had a little bit of more fun last night than usual. Is that even possible? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I kept asking myself. That's good. Everybody needs to cut loose and have a little bit of fun, mm-hmm. especially off of Father's Day weekend, right? Yeah. yeah. Particularly if you're in your go-go years, right? Oh, I've been in my go-go years for a while. Yeah. I, I don't see that ending. Yeah, well, that's the way to rot, live it. Rot Rally was last weekend, too. Yeah. Did you, you attend? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I figured I don't so. go to the actual Rot Rally anymore. That's turned into more of a CPA orthodontist, you know, uh, mm-hmm. factory out there but uh just getting out and riding and seeing all the other bikes was a lot of fun yeah awesome where'd you ride oh, man where didn't i ride i went down uh went down to wimberley my daughter's down there went and oh, had cool. lunch with her and just took some of the back roads and uh just got out and get out and rode pretty that's, much anywhere anywhere that you can ride is good that's a nice ride out there yeah. it's really pretty hill country it's nice well if you haven't listened to the show before or if you need a gentle reminder We are Noble Capital Wealth Management, a financial advising and income planning firm focused on helping our clients achieve financial freedom through predictable lifetime income. And we'd like to hear from you folks out there listening. If you have any questions about retirement or about income planning, you can actually get in touch with me directly by emailing radio at noblecapital.com. And we're going to compile all of our listeners' questions for the next listener questions episode. That's radio at noblecapital.com. Give me a shout. So last week's episode was go-go, slow-go, no-go, which was about the different phases of retirement and how your income plan should be designed to age with you, really. Yeah, that, that graphic we had up on the, on the uh, no-go was a, was a bit extreme. Yeah, I hope a, I don't get to that that far of a no go there. Yeah, well, you know, I'm I'm just I'm working with the dis- digital assets I can find. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> it had to it had to make sense the best I could make sense of it, and I'm I'm definitely not a wizard when it comes to Photoshop. 
but I did my best. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't put you down. I'm just. I was just saying the, the oh, no, that was kind of eye opening. It's like wow, that's that's the no go. That's the last phase. I don't like that. I think I'll. I think I'll hang it up right at the end of slow go. Yeah. Well, I've got a real doozy in mind for the graphic for this episode, but we'll get to that. So. Who wants to read Capital Contemplations? I think I've got a pretty good one here. I'll go. Jaden's hogged it the past couple times. All right. <laughs> Box him out. All right. So now and then, somebody is able to look at an empty space, conclude it would be a great place to start a revolution, and bravely go forward. So for two retirement points, which musical iconoclast said it? Was it Iggy Pop? Was it Henry Rollins? Or was it... Ted Nugent. And that sounds like a Henry Rollins uh, quote to me all day. What do you think, Jaden? I'm going straight Ted Nugent. <laughs> well, I was baiting you a little bit on that. It was Henry Rollins, actually. Just knew. <laughs> <laughs> if you, I mean, it, I didn't know that was a Henry Rollins quote directly, but if you know enough about Henry Rollins, you would know that that would fall in line with something he would say. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, yeah, I loved it. And you know, this, this quote really fits in with what we're talking about today, because we are talking about a revolution. We're talking about a financial revolution. As a matter of fact, this week's episode is called join the resistance. And we're going to talk about how to rise up and take control of your own financial future and find financial freedom. So I saw a little bit of a, a, a piece of news that, that we'll get to in just a minute. But a few episodes ago, we had an episode called A Show for the Ages. And we basically discussed you know, how there's some very specific age milestones that are put in place by the government, right, in order to kind of govern our retirement income and qualified money, et cetera, et cetera. Yep. If you haven't heard that episode, go find us wherever you get your podcast. It's called A Show for the Ages. It'll give you a little bit of context, but we're going to kind of move the ball down the court a little bit this week. And um, before we get to the to the real meat of it, um, again, can you kind of just give us like a little bit of a refresher on qualified money and why there are some of these age milestones for your retirement accounts? Yeah, man, for sure. So when we refer to qualified money, qualified accounts, qualified assets, we're referring to something that qualifies for sections four and five of the IRS's tax codes um, and the ERISA regulations um, governing what we are allowed to do with what our what they call, quote, retirement money. Mm -hmm. So it's things that have strings attached. We're basically asking the government that just goes against my grain to say asking the government, right? Yeah. But yeah. we're asking the government to, in in trade for us postponing spending this money till a certain time till we consider it re uh, retirement, to allow us to have some some uh, some leeway with it. For instance, maybe it's tax deferred, maybe like with a Roth we can grow it tax free, but the the stipulation on that is it's going to be spent for retirement. Okay, and they're kind of doing this to keep track of what has been taxed and what hasn't been taxed and to make sure that they get their tax revenue. Yeah. Right? In the end, and, in the end, there's no free lunch, especially from the government. So they're, they're letting us play, kick the can down the road in most cases with tax deferment. Um, but in the end, yeah, as far as the accountability is concerned, it's all about revenue, tax revenue, making sure they get, they get tax on money that was earned, whether it is from you or whether you pass it down to the next generation or however it gets spent. 
Okay. Well, so I, I know you've said it before. You're not a huge fan of tax-deferred uh, savings methods, right? Not exclusively. There's, not, there's yeah. nothing wrong with having some of that as part of your portfolio, obviously. Um, and it does give you some advantages now for later. It's just when I see people that come in with you know, 80% of their retirement portfolio all tax-deferred, all they've done is kick the can down the road, and now we're, we're paying tax now instead of earlier. They've basically been setting themselves up for a tax bomb. A tax time bomb, Jaden's term there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, you know, absolutely. the risk The risk with that, you know, there's, the risk with a retirement account if it's in the market is the risk of the market. To me, the risk of a tax-deferred account is who is going to be in office when I retire, and what are the tax rates going to be then? Are they going to be significantly higher than they were when I earned the money, and would I have been better off paying the tax then um, or not? And, I mean, straight up, if you look at the field um, running for, for, for president in 2020 and what they're saying, it's it's flat-out scary. Oh, it's scary you know, they're yeah. coming after – they want all your money yeah. right now. Big so, time. yeah, if you are in that camp where you did the big tax deferral, then it's – you know, you may be lining yourself up to be right on the railroad tracks at the wrong time in history. Yeah, Bird in hand, you know. Yeah, and a lot of this has to do uh, with, you know, what's your age right now and, and how far are you looking down into the future. So just – Who's going to be in office when you retire? I'm not going to say that, man. <laughs> we have no idea. That's my point. That's true. Okay, you're right. Well, you I have know, no idea. We, we really have no idea who's going to be in office. And, you know, that's why you have to kind of – I mean, it sounds like what you're talking about is is not just, you know, staying away from all of your stuff in, in, in tax-deferred positions, but also just to diversify in general, right? Yeah, exactly. And, you know, obviously there's a lot of ways you can do this, and I'm sure we could go on ad nauseum about it, and we will in the next couple of segments. But I also had an interesting piece of news that I'm going to uh, discuss in the next segment. But for those of you listening out there, we really believe that you need to have an income plan so that you can have more control and more visibility over the income that you're going to receive during retirement. And if you are interested in learning a little bit more about building an income plan, you can actually connect with us at one of our dinner and discussion events, and we'll talk to you about how you can achieve that financial freedom. We actually have one coming up Tuesday, July 9th at Fleming's, and you can just go to noblecapitalradio.com, and you can RSVP right there on the page. We're going to take a break, and we'll be back in just a second. Austin's Talk, 1370. You're tuned in to the Noble Capital Radio Hour. Welcome back to the show where this week we're talking about why you need to consider your income plan. And really it is so that you can control what your income looks like when you do reach retirement. So, I found a little piece of news, and I know you guys are aware of this. I wanted to discuss it a little bit because it's going to affect how people save in their IRAs. So the House passed a resolution in the beginning of June, 
and it's currently working its way through the Senate, and it's it's House Resolution 1994, and they had an infinitely creative name for it. It's called the Setting Every Community Up for Retirement Enhancement, or Secure Act. Uh, now we're from the government, and we're here to help. Yeah, yeah exactly. It, <laughs> Uh, I love it. And, and actually, you know, th- this was uh, just overwhelmingly bipartisan res- uh, legislation. It passed the House in a 417 to 3 vote. That's huge. That's, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And there's currently a Senate companion that, bill that means in the works. 415 of them didn't read it at all, and mm. two of them had their interns read the first couple pages. Yeah. And those were the ones who sponsored it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, so th- this is really going to change some of those regulations or as we were framing it before, sort of the age milestones for your qualified money. And it specifically affects IRAs. So the first thing that this legislation proposes is that it would repeal the age cap for making contributions to a traditional IRA. And currently, that age cap, I believe, is 70 and a half. And it's going to completely blow that up so that people can contribute longer. What, what is this going to mean for people out there retiring? Let's assume that this legislation passes. I mean, it's going to affect everybody differently, I think. You know, the first question that comes to mind is if you can contribute to your IRA past 70 and a half. What do you do about RMDs? Because right now you have to start taking it out of your IRA at 70 and a half. So if you're still contributing to it, are you going to have to take it out while you contribute? That seems kind of counterproductive. And even if they raise the RMD age, um, did they completely abolish the, the age cap or did they just raise it up to match the new RMD cap? Yeah, and I guess we won't know until we see what the markup looks like between the House bill and the, the Senate version, right? But the, the House bill completely repeals the age cap. So, I mean, I guess in a way this could be good because people can continue to contribute and accumulate longer. Well, but I mean, so you've, you've got to have earned income to contribute. Right. So if you're contributing, that means you're actually working. Um, so this is not money you're getting off of dividends or stocks. This is not investment um, dollars. This is actually, you went to work and you earned a dollar. So if you're still working at 70 and a half, the ability to contribute to your traditional IRA, I guess is a good thing. I, mm. I, I would kind of wonder, are they trying to encourage more people to still be working well into their 70s? That doesn't sound like good news <laughs> to me, guys. I, what do you think? It seems it seems overall on its face that they're they're just trying to do exactly what you talked about enhance people's retirement by encouraging them to save more um, is is the, my read on it so far. But yeah. until we we look at it closer, you know, J- Jess is wise to be skeptical of you know the government stepping in to help. Um, but there is a really a national epidemic uh, on on retirement savings in general. You know, there's some staggering statistics out there about how much, you know, even baby boomers that are really in the retirement phase of their life right now, but just how broke so many of those baby boomers are Mm -hmm. and and looking at future generations uh, that haven't saved for retirement. It's really sad. I mean, it's not something I want to spend a lot of time on in this show because it's not the people that we serve or we work with, but they are our fellow, you know, human beings. And we've all our fellow Americans, we, we've yeah. got to, we're in this together. Um, but, you know, we're, we're working with people that actually have saved for retirement and, and mm-hmm. usually have saved quite handsomely. Mm-hmm. 
And um, we've got a lot of resources that are pointed at those people to enhance their retirement um, in, a, in a way that's much better than the government's trying to uh, <laughs> en- enhance retirement with this act. That's for Which sure. Right. Pretty much typically and, the case, no matter what. Yeah, right? let's privatize it here. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and ultimately, and we'll kind of get to this a, a little bit further uh, in the conversation, but ultimately, you really don't want your retirement income to just come from your retirement savings, right? Your 401k, your IRA. And that is part of the conversation. But just for purposes of demonstration, let me read the second point that I was able to pull out of the, the text of this bill. And uh, they're, they're going to increase the age uh, that you're uh, required to take distributions from your IRA. So right now, the RMD age is 70 and a half, and they're proposing to raise it to 72 years old. So does that help or hurt? And how does that balance with the the repeal on the age cap for contributions? Well, I think they absolutely had to move it up from 70 and a half if they're going to allow you to contribute past 70 and a half, because that would just, that would make no sense. Wouldn't make, yeah. Um, but well, in the in the end... You're, you're assuming that it's supposed to make sense. <laughs> well, there's got to have some basis of it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I don't know. You know, they're going to, so if they moved it from 70 to 72, all that means is instead of at 70 and a half, taking what I've got and divided by 27.4, I guess at 72, I'm going to divide it by 25.4. I mean, I'm going to end up having to take the same. In the end, the IRS wants all the tax from all of your tax deferred stuff. So if you're going to pay that over 25 years or 27 years, you're still going to pay the tax. So just kicking the can down the road. And if you think about it, this probably is only going to affect people that are on the fringe of each of the brackets. But if I have to start taking RMDs at 72 instead of 71, that means my RMD is going to be a bigger number, which means if I was hovering between 20 and 22% or 22 and 30% or whatever the, the bracket is at that point, that extra amount by deferring it for a couple of years could put me into the next bracket and I could end up paying more tax on that same RMD. That's a good point. I didn't think about that. Yeah, that that lends itself again to just giving you a little more time to save uh, on on its face before they're forcing the distributions on you. Um, Mm -hmm. But this will be interesting to keep an eye on this. Um, And we'll, you know, we'll be sure to be the first to to, to report to our clients uh, if there's anything material here. For sure. Yeah. And so you had mentioned earlier that a lot of our clients, they're not going to be as affected by by these. If, you know, if they have an income plan, they've been able to save money. They're not dependent on, you know, obviously on Social Security, um, but they have a diversified investment portfolio so that they're not only relying on what they've saved in their IRA, et cetera, et cetera. But this third point here, I think, really is kind of the kicker because it might affect our clients and their beneficiaries. And what this legislation is proposing is that non-spousal heirs uh, will no longer be allowed to stretch out RMDs from an inherited IRA – uh, over their own life expectancy, uh, expectancies. So basically what the bill is proposing is that if you inherit an IRA and you are not the spouse, all of those assets in the IRA have to be withdrawn within 10 years. Yeah, they want, they want their taxes within 10 years. Mm-hmm. So that, that, that's a bummer for, you know, for our clients that are doing some generational uh, le- or legacy planning. And um, 
this is something we talk to them about all the time. There's there's ways to to pass those IRAs on and make them stretch. Um, and it looks like they're kind of they're pulling back on that stretch IRA uh, if if this passes, which it looks like it might. So we'll again we'll keep an eye on it um, and and be the first to report. So not not only does that get them their tax um, sooner because it's over a ten year period. <clears throat> once again, it's going to most likely in a lot of cases jack the the tax rate up yeah. because now instead of being able to stretch that over a lifetime and just barely taking a little bit out here and there. I might take depending on the size of the portfolio, that could be a nice big chunk, and that could pop you into the next tax bracket too. That's right. The IRS gets a bigger piece of it. Absolutely. Yeah, that's kind of what came to mind to me. Yeah, depending on the size of the IRA, et cetera, et cetera. And and you lose out on potential growth because if I if I inherit an IRA and then I can let it continue to be invested throughout the course of my life while I take small amounts out of it, it could grow significantly if it's invested properly. Whereas after ten years, it's done. Well, folks, this is a a perfect example of why you have to keep your eyes wide open and you have to have a plan and you have to know exactly how you're going to work that plan. Because if you don't, you may end up, you know, paying more in taxes than you need to. Again, if you don't have an income plan, go to noblecapitalradio.com and connect with us for one of our upcoming events. We'll be right back in just a second. you're just joining us, we've been talking about your, let's call it governed income and why you have to keep your eyes open and take control of your retirement if you want financial freedom. So in the last segment, we were talking about House Resolution 1994, which passed the House earlier in June and is now working its way through the Senate. And some of the finer points of that bill uh, about how they're changing regulations and requirements relating to IRAs. Now, in my estimation, the, these changes to these regulations are going to probably disproportionately affect people who are more dependent on their IRA and, and, you know, just retirement savings in general, which means that they probably don't have like a, a comprehensive income plan in place, right? Maybe, maybe they've saved a lot of money, but they don't have a plan for it. Their plan is to just spend it down. Spend down, right. right? Yeah, that's probably an accurate statement. So, you know, this doesn't necessarily mean that they haven't saved for retirement. Like you were saying before, Jaden, there is kind of a a retirement savings crisis in America. Um, And on its face, it's this bill would seem to give you a little bit more flexibility, right, in your IRA because you can save for longer. You don't have to withdraw as quickly, but the uh, inherited IRA changes are I don't know, a little bit egregious. Yeah, I mean, I don't know that I would consider it f- more flexibility as as much as more appearing to be appealing, but maybe not so much when you get down into it and, and look at the ripple effect that comes along with it. Mm-hmm. And you know, on, the, on the service, it sounds great, right? I can contribute for an extra couple of years. I've got an extra couple of years till I have to do RMDs. Um, mm-hmm. You know, that that very first statement may sound appealing, but. I think when you look at the overall effect on somebody's income plan, it's probably going to have more of a negative than a positive effect on most people. Yeah. And don't forget that a lot of people don't do RMDs 
they're using that retirement plan ex- exactly for what it was intended for. They're drawing it down, even if they're a spin down, they're drawing it down at a rate higher than their RMDs anyway. They're just hoping they don't run out. So these are for the people that either don't really need their retirement savings that are to tax deferred or they're not dependent upon it. That's what. The, that's why they have the RMDs, to make you take it even if you want to or not. Right. And so what we are encouraging is have a plan. Uh, have a plan. Yeah. Join the resistance, <laughs> join the retirement revolution, and put together an income plan so that you have control over what your income is going to look like in retirement or more control over it. More right? control. Exactly. You're always going to have to pay taxes on your traditional IRAs, but you brought up some good points in the last segment, Jess, about how it could bump you up into a new tax bracket, how you could end up paying more tax on an inherited IRA, depending on the situation, right? right? So it's unfortunate that a lot of these inherited IRAs don't get spread across a lifetime like they could. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I would say more often than not, they get cashed in within a year or two. It's, you know, it's new money, it's found money, and it's like, oh, wow, cool, boom. It's an inheritance, and then they get scalped at the highest uh, tax bracket because they cash all in at once. Yeah, well, when you don't have to earn it, it's more fun to spend, right? <laughs> I guess. I don't know. I, I look at found money like that as an opportunity to, to then grow. I would, I, would, I would be less likely to go spend or blow something I inherited and more likely to try to create something out of it um, and then go spend the money that I made myself. That's because you're a prudent financial advisor. <laughs> <laughs> but let's talk about how people can get into a position where they're not dependent on that governed income. Now, obviously an IRA or some sort of a retirement account is often people's primary method of saving throughout their working years, and that's fine, but what do you what do you do with that money? Well, that's a that's a very broad question there, but in the I end I ask a lot of broad yeah, questions. <laughs> in the end it all comes back to that to the plan. So, not only do you need a plan to try to figure out how to not try to figure out, but to figure out the way to make that last as long as you can to pay the least amount of tax on it as possible make sure that you don't run out. But from a taxable standpoint, we're talking about RMDs and, and my overall dislike for a, a huge portion of your portfolio to be tax deferred. If you can have your income coming in from taxable income, tax-free income, and tax-efficient income, then by planning it, you can combine those so that it keeps you in the lower tax brackets at all times, mm-hmm. and thereby you keep more of your money. So if, if no other reason for a plan, there's a, there's a reason right there, aside mm-hmm. from not worrying about running out. Yeah, and that, that actually helps stretch out your, your retirement uh, savings you know, quite a bit more, yeah, right? Yeah, for sure. Because um, not only are you only paying what you owe in taxes, but you are also putting it in positions where it can continue to accumulate in various different ways, right? Exactly. Yeah. So, so you're talking about kind of diversifying into into different investment vehicles. Uh, you know, what are some of these investment vehicles that people use for an you know overall income plan? Well, as far as individual instruments, um, you know, a very popular one is is uh, annuities when used properly. Mm-hmm. Um, there are alternative investments that are lower down on the risk um, scale that are geared more towards um, asset preservation. Our private lending would be a great example of that. Um, there are also tricks, that, I don't want to say tricks, but things you can do with it using private lending as an example to shuffle the RMDs off of one investment onto another one without depreciating the the principal. So for instance, if you have a million dollars in total tax deferred um, savings, 
you can carve just enough of that out, put it into something that's that's generating say six or seven percent, and that be enough to cover the RMDs on the entire portfolio, and you haven't depleted the portfolio at all. You're just taking off the interest from it. You know, you had mentioned uh, our private lending program. Can people use money from their IRA directly to invest in that, or how does that work? Oh, absolutely. You do it through a self-directed IRA. Um, basically, you establish an account that is then tagged as an IRA by the custodian, whoever it is that, that is uh, you know, hosting the account itself, and then you can direct how you want to invest that. One of the ways is through our private lending. So if you set up a self-directed IRA, you tell that custodian, take this amount of money, send it over to Noble, and let them invest it however they want. Um, and then when we send the money back to you, we're sending it back to your IRA. And then when you take it from the IRA, then it becomes taxable income. Jaden, where would you say our, our split is, the line is from qualified to non-qualified right now in our, in our private lending? It, it runs a little over half uh, qualified retirement money. So about, let's just call it 55 to 60% is where it floats. And then that other 40 to 45% is what they call non-qualified money that's outside of your IRA. And really, you know, when, when Jess sits down and builds a, a comprehensive income plan, he's he's looking at all the assets. He's looking at non-qualified. He's looking at qualified within the qualified, the retirement accounts. You might have traditional IRAs, Roth IRAs, 401ks, other similar vehicles like 401ks. Mm-hmm. And um, it's, a, it's a solve both from a income planning standpoint, making sure we have enough income hitting the, the checking account um, every month. And, but it's also a solve from a tax planning standpoint, which is a huge deal. We've been talking about that, you know, most of the show, everything's going to be looked at through the lens of tax efficiency and tax planning. But then at the same time, he's built, he's, it's a solve for inflation. It's a solve for diversification and managing risk along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's there's a lot of boxes we're checking all the way down to um, long-term care and uh, estate and legacy planning, passing these assets on. So I think the key for the listeners is when you when you pull all this together, you know what where are we going with this? It's it's really that the the income plan is really the center of your universe um, in retirement, and all your decisions you make should should be really ran across the income plan and how it's going to affect the income plan as a holistic decision, you know, for, for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the beautiful things we do is we, we show people for the first time for many people exactly how this portfolio that they've built is now going to translate into a well-oiled, well-thought-through machine mm-hmm. um, that's going to get them through retirement in that you know, in those three phases, the go, go, slow, go, and no go. Sure. But beyond that, how it's going to even pass on to the next generation. And that, that's a remarkable way to look at your money. And it's very refreshing to, to look at it, it differently. It's a big relief from a lot of people when we finish the process and they realize that we just solved a problem that they didn't even realize they had until they got in there looking at it. They're like, oh my gosh, we, this is a problem. And now we've got it all figured out. And they're not only are they in a better position than they were when they came in, they now understand the position they're in, so they've got an internal confidence so they can enjoy spending the money that, that's, they've, that they've got. That's so well said. It gives them that, that confidence. And knowledge is power. And going Absolutely. through the, the process with us, you're going to get more knowledge on the subject so that you know you're doing your best. I think that's what a lot of people want is just to know that they're, they're doing their very best. And 
no matter who you are and where you're at, if you're listening to this show, we can add value. You know, it might just be a couple things um, that we can help with. Maybe you need a complete advisor, a complete a complete plan. You're not happy with your current advisor. Uh, that's that's what we do, and we take pride in it. So, you know, reach out to us if if that's you. We'd love to help. Yeah, and that's a pretty powerful thing because, you know, some people they may have a good deal of assets. They may have been able to save. They may have been very fortunate or very wise with how they spent their money. Or a little of both. Or a little of both or a lot of both. Uh-huh. But if if they don't have an income plan, then they've never put the pieces of the puzzle together. And just seeing it all for the first time, sort of all in one place, down on paper, and and, you know, that really brings people, you know, we like to talk a lot about confidence you know confidence that they're going to be able to live whatever lifestyle they they want to live whatever they're accustomed to uh and so regardless of of what your financial position is if you don't have a plan you're really kind of not doing yourself any favors right yeah exactly Uh, if i'm going to drive from you know here to washington state i'm not going to just kind of follow the sun and head somewhat northwest i mean i gotta have a plan on how i'm going to get there right yeah exactly so you had mentioned briefly our our private lending program you talked about a self-directed ira Mm -hmm. so if people have all of their savings in a regular ira and they move it over to a self-directed IRA. Is that a taxable event, or how does that work exactly? No. So anytime it's it's all qualified. So if it goes from a qualified account to a qualified account, um, it's not a taxable event. It's never going to be until you take it out of that that um, IRA or out of that tax deferred account, and then actually spend it without moving it to another one. Okay. So it's just qualified to qualified. Okay. So with regard to controlling your tax burden if you have just a traditional IRA and you make conversions into a Roth IRA is is that helpful uh, within this context or are you just you're just still paying taxes anyway once again as usual it depends right yeah, it depends on what yeah. what tax bracket you're in now okay. um, so you don't want to do anytime you convert something from an IRA from a traditional to a Roth it becomes taxable income um, so if that amount that you want to convert is going to put you into the next tax bracket, probably not the best time. Or depending on what you've got going on, if it takes you from 10 to 12%, okay, not a big deal. If that means down the road, it's going to keep you out of the higher tax bracket when you're actually spending it. Yeah. And that's the point, folks. It depends. It's different for everybody. And that is another really good reason to have an income plan, you know, get yourself a financial advisor so that you can join the resistance and you can be part of the retirement revolution and gain financial freedom and control over your own income and your own future. How do you do that? Well, if you want to come talk to us, you can obviously just get in touch with us, find our information at noblecapital.com. But you can also go to noblecapitalradio.com and connect with us at one of our dinner and discussion events where we tell you how you can achieve that financial freedom. We have one coming up, folks, on Tuesday, July 9th. This one's at Fleming's Steakhouse. And you can RSVP right at noblecapitalradio.com. We'll be back in just a second. Austin's Talk 1370. 
Once again, this is the Noble Capital Radio Hour. And we're back, folks. And if you just tuned in, we've been discussing the coming retirement revolution and how you can take control of your own financial destiny. So earlier in the show, we talked about some pending legislation in Congress that are going to really change the regulations and requirements around your IRA accounts. So basically what this means is they're going to, or they're proposing to repeal the age cap for contributions to your traditional IRA. That's the age that you can continue to put money into that account. They are proposing an RMD or required minimum distribution age increase from 70 and a half to 72, giving you a little bit more wiggle room on when you're required to start withdrawing and they can start taxing that money. But probably the biggest thing for, I think, our clients is the change to inherited IRAs and that a non-spousal beneficiary will have to withdraw all of that money within 10 years so Uncle Sam can get his cut, right? Yeah. Wow. That's a pretty sweeping legislation there. It's, it's pretty sweeping. And that's, that's not even the whole bill. Um, I didn't have 12 hours to spare this week, so I didn't read it <laughs> word for word. Do you know how many pages it is? Oh, you know, I, I, no, I didn't count the pages. I, I did pull it up and I kind of skimmed through it. And, you know, I did, I did that, that sort of, you know, you go to the government's government's website and you, you can look at the index and you can click on it and it'll take you to that page. And so I kind of explored the, the bill. What's a shame is if those those are really the three main things, I mean, they can knock that out with easily three or four pages, but I guarantee it's a hundred or more. Um, well, and who knows what they slide in there? That's what I was going to say. They, Eighty-two. They have to have room to put all sorts of stuff in mm-hmm. there and, and make it difficult Pork. to sort of suss out. Yeah. Um, but this might be a big deal. I mean, it passed the House overwhelmingly, and uh, that leads me to believe that something similar might come out of the Senate. Right. I bet you there's a raise in there for Congress somewhere if it passed that quickly. Oh man! Or of that course. easily? Of course. I, I mean, there's something attractive in there. Yeah, there's and a reason why there that. I mean, that kind of a vote, only three dissonance on it. That's uh, that's almost not unheard of, but it's uh, it's unprecedented uh, to it, a great degree. It's definitely unprecedented. So, again, a lot of these things that are in this bill can have pretty significant tax implications for people who have accumulated large IRA accounts, particularly uh, or people with regard to their legacy planning uh, and their sort of tax strategy with their their retirement income. And really, folks, what do they need to do, Jess, in order to counteract this? Got to get a plan, man. That's all you can do. It's the only way to go. We've been saying it. We've been saying it now for 10 years. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll keep saying it for another 10 years. You've got to have a plan. Whether you got good news coming or bad news coming or you don't know what the news is, if you don't have a plan, then you're just, you know, you're, just, you're screwed. You're just flopping around with whatever's going to happen. Yeah, and that's the thing is if you don't have a financial advisor, it's very difficult to stay on top of changes in regulations True. and requirements like this. And if you don't have a financial advisor putting the plan together for you, you might be putting together a pretty bad plan. That's true. You need to know what you're doing. And, you know, it's part of our job 
as a wealth management firm to stay on top of this. Yeah. You know, I mean, we track these things and, you know, we, we keep our ear to the ground, so to speak, so that we know how it's going to affect our clients and we can plan accordingly. Yeah. I wonder how many, uh, I wonder how many 65, 70 year old financial advisors there are somewhere out in the middle of Iowa that are still telling their clients, you need to get some CDs. You know, that's the deal. Compact discs? Yeah. <laughs> no, but just people that are so far behind the regulations, they don't really understand what the up and coming things are. And they're just giving, you know, 10 and 20 year old advice because that's all they know. And that's the, that's all the people that are coming into them know as well. I mean, they, they go with what they've heard and they just do it. Well, it's the way we've always done it. I've had a lot of clients come in, not a whole lot, but a, an alarming number of clients come in that have huge parts of their portfolio and these very, very, very low yield CDs because that's all they've known their whole life. That's what you did, right? It's better than the bank. You go put it in a CD, it's safe, and uh, you get a good return. They have no idea that they can do so much better. Yeah, yeah it's cra- I mean, Some of them are still living back in the, the 80s when the, the CD, yeah, the, the when that was rates, a good deal. Yeah, yeah, and just hoping it comes back 30 yeah. years later. Or they think they're cutting edge because they've got laddered CDs. You know, they start them at different times. They're all going to come to come to the end of the, at different times. So they've got an income stream in their mind, and really they're not even keeping up with inflation. That sounds complicated. <laughs> it's a complex income yeah. planning strategy right a laddered there. Laddered CD plan. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know— Talking about these things is great, but really, I want you guys to put your money where your mouth is. Now, this is where each week my esteemed co-hosts have to come up with a phrase related to this week's episode, and I get to amuse myself by telling them how they have to deliver it. So every episode, I seal the guidelines for the game in the envelope, and I open it on air so they never know what to expect. And if I stump them this week... They have to stage a protest in front of Capitol Hill advocating for the rights of the retired and the retiring. You guys up for that? Heck, I might do that anyway. Man. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Well, that's what we're here for is to advocate for the rights of the retired and the retiring. So I've got the envelope. Let's let her rip. Okay, guys. In any number of words, I want you to sum up the coming retirement Revolution. Any number of words sum up the coming retirement revolution. Got it already. Here we go. While the guys are racking their brains trying to put this one together, I just want to remind you that you can learn more about us at noblecapital.com. Check us out on Facebook at Noble Capital on Instagram at Noble Capital Radio, and you can download every episode of the Noble Capital Radio Hour wherever you get your podcasts. All right, guys, that is your time. Were you able to come up with something for me, or are you going to be staging a protest? I got it, but I don't want to hear his first. I got nothing, guys. First time ever. Oh, come on. Said Jaden never. Right? <laughs> okay. I knew it. I, I knew you were pulling my leg. All right, here it comes. You ready for this? Yeah. Okay, grab a seat. This is going to be heavy. Okay, I'm sitting down. In the land of retirement, the man with an income plan is king. Whew. I like that. Going off that, the one-eyed blind. That was really nice. I liked it. Man, that's, that's that's pretty sweet. I don't even know. It's going to be tough We to should beat. just close with that. You sure you don't want to change yours? I'll just repeat this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that actually, that's pretty profound, man. Say that again. In the land of retirement, the man with an income plan is king. 
We oh, need to get that. Man. That needs to be on a plaque or or something here. Seriously, am I off? Yeah, you I like should that. join our marketing department. <laughs> You're hiring? <laughs> right. yeah, I think so. Right. I'd have to ask the boss man. All right, let me get my resume shined up. I like that, man. That's, right. that's pretty cool. All right, so I said, don't get dragged into a revolution with a herd. Plan for it now and avoid it altogether. Well, wow. that's a good way that to frame good. it. That's a good way to frame it because if you do have a plan – you don't necessarily have to revolt because exactly. you're already in control. Kick back, pop some popcorn, and watch it go down. Nothing like that herd mentality to mm-hmm. run you right off the cliff. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Right? No kidding. We're actually leading the charge when it comes to income planning. And you should be too. Uh, again, you can go to noblecapitalradio.com and RSVP for one of our events coming up. Well, folks, I regret to inform you that that is the Noble Capital Radio Hour for this week. I'm Jaden. I'm Jess. And I'm Sean. And remember, life is short. Plan to enjoy it. We'll see you back here next week. All opinions and information expressed by the speakers on this show are solely the opinions of those speakers and not those of Noble Capital or any of its subsidiaries or affiliates. All opinions are based on information the speakers consider reliable. Opinions and information are provided as is for educational purposes only, cannot be guaranteed or warranted, may change without notice, and may not be corrected or updated. Opinions and information should not be construed as an inducement to invest, an offer to buy or sell securities, nor as legal, tax, or investment advice, nor do they take into account your particular investment objectives, financial situation, or needs, and are therefore not necessarily intended as recommendations suitable for you. You must make an independent decision regarding investments and strategies mentioned on this program. Neither the speakers, Noble Capital, or their affiliates guarantee any specific outcome or profit. Past performance is not indicative of future results, and all investments involve inherent risk of total loss. Strategies and investments fluctuate in price and value, and investors may get back less than they invested. You should seek advice from independent financial, investment, and legal counsel before making any financial or investment decisions. Transmission of information through this program is not intended and does not create an advisor-client relationship between you and Noble Capital. Information provided on this program may reference other service providers, including websites operated and maintained by third parties. The provision of such information does not imply responsibility for or an endorsement of any third-party information, opinion, recommendation, or investment product. Reproduction, distribution, republication, and or retransmission of any portion of this program is prohibited without the prior written consent of Noble Capital. Ooh, that's too long.